BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You can't be mad at me because rule number three of Whamageddon is only the original version applies. Enjoy the fuck out of remixes and covers because last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. This year to save me from tears. Why are you doing it in a I sexy baby voice? Yeah. yeah, that's for Santa baby. Santa baby's Ooh. the sexy baby Christmas. I Carol. think it's also because I I mean we're gonna be talking about Whamageddon, but also I've decided I'm having sexy Christmas this year. Okay. Welcome to page seven. Ooh. You know Jackie Zabrowski, quintessentially against the idea of sexy Christmas. But take the family out of Christmas. Uh-huh. What do you add in? Dash is sexy for Christmas. So you are like the Julia Louis-Dreyfus couple next door in uh, National Lampoon's Always, Christmas Vacation. Always, forever. Yeah. Yes, I want to, like that, we, I think that Natalie and I make those jokes every year that we, that like Henry, Natalie, me and Jeff are a combination of Margot and Todd, uh-huh. which are the next door neighbors from National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Why is the carpet all wet, Margot? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. Todd and Margot and Todd are just great. I love, I, I want to get like matching like sh- 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 tr- kind of track suits that we can wear. Um, I'm really going full hog in sexy Christmas this year. How do you guys feel about this? I feel good. I, I, I think that's the right thing for you since you're staying home and everything. I mean, you can really embrace that life. You know what I mean? The like full on. I mean, you guys... I mean, you guys might, you know, get some fentanyl strips. But if you're going to go for the ultimate obnoxious 80s couple, there's probably got to be some cocaine involved. I just think we don't do that. I know, but if you're going to go full obnoxious ski matching ski (laughs) suits. Yeah, that's how much satin do you have? I think you're going to have to do like at least a bump of Adderall or something (laughs) at some point. I could get I could scrounge up. I can scrounge up an Addy. (laughs) I think that and I do have a silk jacket. MJ. Jeff and I have matching silk black silk. I do feel like, you know, you to have a sexy Christmas, it's, you just got to have a lot of deep reds. You got to have a lot of satin and yeah. you got to have a lot of like fur cuffs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I have been buying a lot of fur lined things, not real fur, just fake fur. I'm going to 
Poor. It would be real if I started wearing <laughs> real minks I'm everywhere. I'm gonna pour red paint on I've you. Been, I've been killing animals and using their fur to create paint. I wear that skin. Uh, no, I throw the rest of the animal away, but I wear <laughs> yeah. its skin. I like to try to waste as much of the animal as possible, so I only <laughs> use the skin. In fact, I feel bummed out that any part of the dead animal has given me a use. Honestly, whenever, uh, I mean, you know that I bring this up as the hot dog ambassador whenever people are like, it's butts and assholes. Good. I'd rather eat the butts. Yeah. I want to eat the assholes. I want to eat the eyelids because I want every part of it to be used. And if that's what's processed in my hot dog, good. Yeah, I'd be like, sir, madam, you're just you're just telling me right now that you don't enjoy licking asshole, which just shows your ass. And you're right the close-minded one. Yeah. You're the, yeah. yeah, you're the close-minded one for sure. Open up your world a little bit. I know my Christmas, I'm definitely going full regression Christmas, full teenage regression Christmas. So I went ahead and picked up a three-disc CD changer wow. uh, that does have a radio as well. So I and a, and a tape player, so yes. I can tape stuff off the radio that gets played that I like. Yes. You know, I've got my uh, you know Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Honestly, uh, though, know, a gift idea for Lexi. CD. I feel like if you made Lexi a mix CD or a mixtape, she'd melt into That'd the be floor. Cool. Yeah, like an actual physical yeah, like an one. actual one. I think that that's a really genuinely good gift. Just get like go to a thrift store and get like a little like CD cassette player also yeah. listening to cds is great i my brother's best friend for his wedding uh brought his somehow over the however many years it's been this best friend had ended up with my brother's two like cd books from high school that he always had in the car with him that had all of yes. his cds and so the friend gave them to my, to john as his like as a wedding present and so uh at our last tour we had a wedding to go to John road tripped out and then we road tripped home and we listened to like all of our old favorite CDs in CD form in his car because his car is old enough to still have a CD player. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is great. Yeah. Like I, I, Spotify is great, whatever. But like, I miss knowing a whole album front to back. I'm an album you know? guy. I've always said this. Yeah. I'm a big album guy. That's what, that's what I thrive on. So I love a full package so yeah, we're getting all the hits. Melancholy, Infinite Sadness. We're gonna oh, get yeah. Nirvana. Sad Boy you know, Christmas. Unplugged. Sad Boy Christmas. Bringing back Sad Boy Christmas. I think Rage that's great. The, but, but with some anger and some angst. We got Rage Against the Machine mm. in there. But and you know what? I'm gonna throw this in there too because we're going full teenage regression. A little bit of Dave in there. A little bit of Dave wow. Matthews because oh, deep down I'm a romantic. No, and <laughs> I cannot. And the little boy's yeah, dream. That's a choice. Absolutely, because deep down I'm a romantic, so I have to have a little bit of Dave in there. That's a choice. So we're talking full regression. I'm trying. Trying to not yuck your yum over here, Holden, but you're making it real difficult for me. I think we have re- we have the polar opposites of what type of Christmas you can have here. Jackie's gonna have sexy, sexy Christmas, sexy Christmas. Holden's gonna have angsty teenage Teen- Christmas. Teenage what are you gonna family? have, MJ? Angst. I'm yeah. having like uh, I don't know family values Christmas. <laughs> I'm over here. My kids are four and five. They're finally old enough to like watch and enjoy some of the movies that I always like to watch and enjoy. So. Like we watched Elf this week. We I just showed them. We watched Elf last Christmas, but this year they were like old enough to really. Like, oh, love I love Elf. that! Well, and I it was be, really fun. I'm gonna try to add a little bit of of your vibe to my Christmas, but in the form of the Family Values tour from 1998. That's right. I will be listening to Corn Limp Biscuit, Ice Cube, 
Incubus orgy that in Ramstein. That was an amazing show. I incredible. That you was saw it? My, oh yeah, I went to the Family Values <laughs> tour. Oh yeah, I went to the Family Values tour. I remember I had I bought a shirt and it had this big disgusting baby on the front of it, like covered all in food, and it was just like this really creepy drawing. And I loved that shirt because I was like, yeah, I went to the Family Values tour. <laughs> yeah, I've got to look up this shirt right now. God, you gotta yes. love the internet. I, I there uh, we got to be able to find it. Do I need it back in my life? I mean, there's definitely a lot of t-shirts that are very upsetting for the Family Values Tour from 1998. It's definitely very present. Uh, Man, that what a great show this would have been. I wish I'd gotten to see this. I did get to go to Rage Wu-Tang, but uh, that's neither here nor there because we're talking about MJ's Family Values. What kind of values will your family be valuing this this holiday season well you know the famous uh clash of values in my home is that one of the parents loves christmas and the other is a bit of a scrooge and so (laughs) i wonder which one's which (laughs) so i'm like although we did it was so fucking cute we finished elf and then you know at the bottom also i've taught my children to call it max 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 i'm like okay we go to this and i they were like why are you saying it that way i was like this is just what we call it max And so we were we were on Mox, and after we finished Elf at the bottom, it was like, you may like, and it was a list of all the, you know, many other Christmas movies that are on Max, and it was like Fred Claus, and I was like, no. no. And then it was like The Christmas Story, and they were like, what's that one? Can we watch another Christmas movie? And so we started The Christmas Story, and once again, it's just like showing children of this generation, Charlie Brown, Watching the Christmas story with them is so fun because they're just like, why is the dad yelling at them all the time? You know, like, why are they afraid of their parents? And I'm like, things were different back yeah. in the day. Children beat each other up in the streets. So what do you think? Do you think it was better back when we were afraid of our parents? Because uh, I feel like in some ways, you know, we stayed out of their hair. They stayed out of our hair. You know, that was, was kind of nice. I mean, I do think that parents, I think that parents are too involved now. I do think that that's, and sometimes I look at my own family dynamic and I'm like, I need to give less to my children. Whoa, you know, I wish I was. I love this. Well, that's what you're you know giving what I mean? for Christmas. You're I giving honestly, them less. What if I gave yeah, less? What if I was like a more detached cigarette smoking a cigarette by the window? Is what we're talking here, yeah. MJ. So that's the we finally found the family values you, you were you're yes. talking about here. Let's go back. What you, if I was just a martini housewife, like not supervising they're my gonna children? They're going to wake yeah. up. Yeah. But I, I also feed know them. it's better this way. Obviously, it's better not to have your kids be terrified of you. I am working on that. You know, realizing that I don't want my discipline style to be fear me, but also having a little healthy fear of what will happen if you do. Well, because they don't things. fear you at all. They don't fear me at all. And I'm trying to build up, you know, I'm like, Which is I don't great. Want, I don't want <laughs> you to fear me. But also, can we step up the fear just a slight? Yeah, I lo- bit, all right, this know? Is how you it's do a tough it. balance. This is the new thing. They wake up, you get them dressed, you get them fed, and you open the door and you shove them out and you say, bye. Shove them out. Figure yeah. it out. Figure it out. And I'll see you when the, when the, when the street lights come on. Yeah. That's when you come home. If you need some food, I guess come by. I might be here i might be somewhere else but you just figure that out well this is the thing i do kind of romanticize that whole like the whole lack of supervision that uh previous generations grew up with because obviously everything now with kids is like kind of hyper structured and i do try to i'm like we're like an intentionally unbusy family right now like we're not trying to rush from activity to activity i try to just be like you either go to the playground after school or you come home and play with your toys and it doesn't involve need to involve me whatever but 
also, when you talk to people who grew up in the time of the Christmas story, they will tell you her, like people who were kids in the 50s and had no supervision, they'll just talk about all the crazy shit that happened in the streets with the kids. And there is a little bit of benefit to having some adult supervision, I feel like. I believe that kids are inherently good, but I also believe that they will fuck each other up without guidance. Mm. Well, yeah, you had to be mm. like, hey, oh, yeah. if you see a big van with nothing on it and some guy's <laughs> just like, come on in, we got candy in here. Don't get it. I mean, that to even have to say that to Winnie at this point is insane because, you know, I'm literally with her 24-7. But yes, I do feel uh, a strong need to be like, hey, you know, you can like do stuff without you can just like play with your toys. You know what I mean? It's like a concept I am trying to get across. I am also really enjoying this Family Values t-shirt. It's a little different from what you said, though, Jackie. It is different from what I said, but the second I saw it, I was like, this was it. It was, no, it's a little kid with like a creepy apple pie on her lap because I went to the Family Values tour 2001. Was I sitting here doing research to figure out which one I went to? The answer is yes. There's also <laughs> was a one with a sad baby, though. There's The 1991 one looks to have a sad baby. Not a t-shirt, one, but an album or a, like a tour poster. The tour poster. Then that was also for the two, the uh, 2001 as well. So there's but, a Tampa, Florida and a Fort Lauderdale on the back of this shirt. Oh, yeah. I went to Tampa, babe. Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Fort Lauderdale's a little far. Yeah. Florida's a big state. Did you forget that? It's a big uh, state, I, I, Holden. I hear you. I get it. You know, you're gonna be all up in its guts soon. <laughs> Fuck. And me, yes, man. I got to see Shut Limp Biscuit. And yes, I got to see Filter and Stained and Corn. And yes, you should be envious of my life and my sexy Christmas. You wait, oh baby, it's gonna be. Ooh, I'm. I guess I'm gonna have to get caviar. I don't even like caviar. Yeah, you should get some caviar. And I gotta oh get my a god, chain I just... wallet, and I can't decide which one to get. <laughs> I need a chain wallet. The longer, the better. And it got to be long. Even though I'm of age, I will be asking Lexi to buy cigarettes for me because yeah. she is of age and I need to, if I'm going to have cigarettes, I need it to be through an, an adult. Sneaking, you got to be sneaking your alcohol. I mean, we all regress at Christmas, right? There is your, your. Oh, we're going to be sneaking alcohol. Sneaking alcohol. Yeah, we all turn into teenagers yeah. and that's part of what we like about it. Except Jackie, because she has no family to hide from this year. Yeah. then you... I have no family. <laughs> <laughs> Where is my family? Ja- and Jackie, a moment is going to hit you. There's going to be one small moment. It's going to hit and be like, oh, maybe it would have been nice to be around family. And I want you to think about in that it's moment. It's always right when you close the Zoom call. Like yes. It's like when you open your presents yes. together Christmas morning, then you close the Zoom call. And I'm like, oh, man, this is usually when we all go take a nap. Mom starts making dinner. And like that. Everything's done for you. Squash like, that thought. Yeah. It will not be better, better that way. way. It's yeah. way better the way Holden's you're doing right. it, okay? Just think about me struggling in... I mean, shit, I guess I'll be flying to Charlotte probably at that time. uh, Probably the day that we're getting the party bus to go see Christmas lights. (laughs) That's fun. Who else going on the party bus? We are getting a party bus to go drive around and look at Christmas lights. We really are. So that we can really are Julia Louis Dreyfus, man. I can't believe this. We really, we are, there is not a second of Christ in this Christmas this year, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, you know, we started off this episode, I I wanted to bring up Whamageddon because, man, Holden and I, I don't know if you know this, are old. And MJ, I don't include you in this because I didn't know if you were aware of Whamageddon. 
because oh, I th- you don't know if I identify as old. I do. Okay, all right, great. So you're in there with me, but old. But I, I were- did not know about Whamageddon. Gideon told me about it the other day. It was because of this very story that you're about to talk about. Oh yes. So so there are rules for Whamageddon, and I think I want to give a shout out to Slime Gang, who I believe ruined Whamageddon for many people while watching Jackin um, on Fridays when Holden and I do Jackin with the Holdies. And um, I looked it up, and there are actual rules because I didn't want to ruin everyone's Whamageddon by singing the song up top. And there are official Whamageddon.com. For those that don't know what Whamageddon is, the first rule of Whamageddon is the objective is to go as long as possible without hearing Wham's Christmas classic, Last Christmas. But are you not supposed to go grocery shopping? It's in every grocery store. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to run out the grocery store? No, no, no. I mean, if you I hear it, it's done. I mean, you're just trying to you're just trying to get It's over. You're trying to get to uh Wham Holla. But how can you play this game unless you don't leave your house? You know what I mean? Like Think about leaving your house less. It is I and I was gonna ask you, we've probably had this conversation on page seven before, but everyone has the one Christmas carol that they really or the one Christmas song that they really can't fucking stand. And for one of my friends, it is simply having a wonderful Christmas time, which I think is just a funny one to hate. But I, I my I'm husband not, hates that one too, and every it time it comes on, it's annoying. very funny. And he's just like, "God, this damn song!" And I'm like, "Why? It's so jolly." <laughs> I think it is kind of annoying. But I also think I used to think that last Christmas was annoying, and then somewhere along the way, I did a full circle, and now I'm like, "No, it's good." But I just feel like it's everywhere, which of course is why Whamageddon is fun. But yeah, it's just, I guess it's just like a Russian roulette situation. It either happens or it doesn't. Yes, and also you're supposed to technically, bonus rule, post on social media with the hashtag Whamageddon um, if you lose. It's like losing the game. Yes. Right? You know, right. which we, just we all, sorry, we all just lost. <laughs> and um, it, I I think that it is, I, I, I guess it's not the youths that are doing this. I'm sure it is the millennials that are doing this right now. Because, like, I, I don't think that, like, I think, like, things like the game and, like, you know, when Abraham Lincoln's ghost goes over the conversation, when there's a lull in the conversation. I think that we're, like, weirdly obsessed with these things, of these games that we are always playing, but we don't know we're playing them. I love a group game. I think that this way... Yeah, I think it's just anxiety. It's just anxiety <laughs> manifest. I think Whamageddon is fun. I think, I think it's, like, a nice game to play. Again, I just can't... You just... Good luck going to the fucking grocery store, because it is on... Every time. Although this morning at the grocery store, they were doing Justin Bieber's Mistletoe, which uh, Mistletoe song, which I'm not familiar with that song. Oh, you probably know it if you hear it. I imagine he sings up in that it's register. It's the most though. wonderful time of the year. But then he's like, I'll just be waiting sad under the mistletoe. It's a sad boy Christmas song. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, whatever. Everything's meaningless songs. anyway. The whole world's just a junk pile. I just got to get out of this stupid <laughs> small town. Teenager so can, Christmas. I just need to get out of this small town so I can see what the real world's like, man. I mean, you What's out there. You always <laughs> fall back into that whenever you're hanging around your parents for too long. You do end up getting into the like, ugh, ugh. It's a damn season. Yeah, you start singing that. By the way, can someone fucking do a pop punk emo whatever cover of "Tis the Damn Season" already, so you can go ahead and make your millions of dollars? Like, shout, call out to any. 
e- emo whatever type of band can you just make that rock e- whiny emo cover of tis the damn season yesterday and the road not taking it's real good now time flies come on dude it's just yeah. in your face like just make it already but anyways I, I think we just need to start singing it like that every time yeah. we do karaoke time of flies. It. There's mud on your truck tires Now I'm missing your smile me (laughs) Very into it Very. I'm here for it Holden You sound like uh, Claire Danes And Romeo and Juliet I was thinking about that the other day Like her little teenage angst Screaming in that movie Just screaming Shakespeare at the top of her lungs Oh my god it's such a good movie Totally holds up Watch Romeo plus Juliet So holds up dude And listen to our pop history about it Oh god we learned so much. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. But I know that I must continue on with the rules, even though we're we get it, Jackie. Second rule: game starts on December first, finishes at the end of December twenty fourth. Third rule: only the original version applies. The fourth rule: you're out as soon as you recognize the song. So, and I feel like there it's everywhere on the TikToks too. Yeah. Like this is you know it's setting you up for failure. And you know what we need more of around the Christmas season? Failure. Yeah. I want to feel even more like a failure than I already do. Loss like and failure. Yeah. So it's yes, loss and failure. It seems to have originated from Denmark too. So it kind of has reached us across the pond at this point. This is really the first year I've heard of it. How long has this been going on? Hey, does SantaCon still happen? That dumb fuck. SantaCon does Santa still happen. Has that happened yet? MJ has that wrought upon you? It shows yet? you what a family values world I'm living in. I don't even know, but I did see. Let me see. Because every time Santa ha- SantaCon happens, everyone on Twitter is very mad about it. Um, oh yeah, the worst. Oh my but... god, working in customers or like working at a coffee shop during SantaCon, the worst. Me, oh man, last oh the anger. It was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And it's always and I know it ha- obviously has to be on a weekend day, but like when you work in a restaurant and you're so slammed on the weekends, and then everybody's hammered and dressed oh. up like Santa Claus, and you're just like, just what do you want? What 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 order? Your food. What do you want? I, I'm 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 looking at footage of this year's SantaCon right now, and it's just bringing back so much rage. If you don't know, by the way, uh, if you're you're as lost as we were about Whamageddon, uh when it comes to SantaCon, SantaCon, a bunch of fuckheads from New Jersey come to New York City. <laughs> Whoa, you blaming the bridge and tunnel crowd? I'm blaming the bridge and tunnel crowd. I'm coming for you, bridge and tunnel Whoa, crowd. Whoa, I don't or, know if you want to go for the bridge and tunnel <laughs> crowd, yeah, Holden. Also, douchey college kids from within. In the city that get involved in this too. Okay, it's but not it, just it's the very New York tunnel. City 
it be, to blame New Jersey for yes. it. It's like Very I actually do. Th- I don't yes. know what the demographic breakdown is, but part of the discourse around SantaCon is that it's all people from New Jersey, which yes. I think is very funny. They very all funny. travel and they bring their trash fucking lifestyle into the city for a day. They all, they're hammered by nine in the morning and then they just like make everyone's day miserable. Miserable. Just for yeah, the my least edit. popular opinion is that I don't hate SantaCon. I think that a big group game is fun. It's like again, We're all playing a game together. Everybody dresses up as Santa, gets drunk on the subway. What's wrong with seeing some drunk Santas on the subway? The problem is they barf they're everywhere. They're puking everywhere. And, they, and, they, and it's yeah, so yeah, early. Yeah, exactly. the yeah. And they're drinking they a bunch of sugary like drinks. And since they're all sugary drinks, you know that comes up first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the puke. So that's the problem. There's all, even though it's freezing the outside, piss. there's all these like ladies and in like sexy <laughs> Santa costumes. A lot of I mean, sexy it's, ladies, yeah. It's hideous. I'm seeing right now there's just a guy dressed like Donald Trump just taking pictures with people just for whatever, just for no, just because he decided to be a complete douchebag that day, just like all these other assholes. But see, I hate it. See our previous conversation about the good bros, right? Like bro culture has some things to offer. And I'm not saying SantaCon is one of them because everybody except me who's ever been born seems to hate SantaCon. But I do think that like uh, ritualized group drinking. Also, can I just give a quick shout out? It's weird that this crosses over, but it, for our shout outs, we have, um, someone from our Twitch community that has fallen in love with a bro and they wrote in their uh, story and the subject line is to love a bro. And it's talking, and I just want to give you uh, a quick shout out before the shout outs, Pencil Nubs, because I feel like this is going right out to you, Ben. That's great. You know, again, who's, who's upset when they have to go to a, a Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, uh-huh. not any of us. That's I love a beat ups. I love a trashy time, by the way. It's not that, I guess with SantaCon, it's because they're like throwing up in front of kids and making kids sad about Santa and a little bit. Totally. And there are a lot of bad, there's a reason why bro culture has so much negativity around it. So I don't mean to erase all of the, 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 bad masculine stuff about it but but i just think dressing up together is fun i think some elements of ritualized group drinking are fun but also it's bad sometimes also don't you think that definitely santa is drunk all year like there's no way he's not drunk all right. year what else does he do that he enjoys Bang mrs claus get drunk all year he enjoys like a brandy or something like that but i don't think he turns up the club jackie which is what these individuals are trying right. to do he's not drinking bud light six in the morning yeah 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 or maybe he is maybe he doesn't like you know he, he goes into the workshop he's like yeah the elves. yeah keep hammering your toys by the way i'm not watching a bunch of people having fun inside of a bar right now what i'm watching footage of is an ass load of people lined up around the block waiting to get into the bar. That is what I'm looking at right now. It is yeah. just devastating. It's around an entire city block for one bar. That bar to that guy. I remember Ed, back when Ed worked at uh, uh, what was it? The Poor the House. Poorhouse. Santa, it would he would come around. It would always catch you by surprise. So you like, you just start seeing the Santa Claus outfits, and you go fuck. And it was, oh. it was I mean, it was this thing where he'd like he'd make sure it always cl- like came out of nowhere, as if you shouldn't expect it one weekend of December. Right. But every time it happened, you're like, God 
damn it. Oh, I would change my plans. Like if I was planning on going to the city that day, I would be like, nah, fuck it. I'll just, I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll get groceries tomorrow. Like I'm not doing yeah, it. I'm not, I'm it. not going to be around this. And you know, because you don't want to be the asshole of Christmas, like this DJ that spoiled Whamageddon for thousands of people by playing Wham's Last Christmas at a football match. Brutal. I think it's bigger in Europe is what this indicates. Yeah. Yes. I don't yes. think this would have yeah. the same effect at a NFL football stadium. No, I don't think people would get it. But that's why we're trying to spread the word. Yes. You know, so that we're all in on the joke. And this, this is a fun game. I want to play it next year. But yes. it was already fucked for us, as you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. So I want to try to play it next year for sure. But I also, like like MJ said, I was at the grocery store two days ago and I walked in and it was playing. And I was and like, it, I yeah. mean, you can't get away from it. Can't get away just from tell that. me what, I just want to see people sprinting out of the grocery store, abandoning their carts, standing out in front of the grocery store, timing it two and a half minutes or whatever, and then going back in. <laughs> if that's what happens, if that's what has to happen to avoid hearing last Christmas. But it's the second you recognize yeah, the, the second song, you recognize the song. So, is, yeah, so. You lose. This so. is hard. This is difficult. Yeah, the week is saying goodbye. No, come on. The week is wet. But I mean, obviously, we can't not bring up. I mean, it's a Christmas episode. We're talking holidays here. We got to talk about Mariah Carey. We must bring up Mariah Carey and the fact that she is a hundred percent a Page Seven listener. This is it, guys. Uh-huh. No it question. It seals it. It's this confirmed. Is it. it is finally it is so confirmed. And you say, "How, Jackie? Why would you say that she definitely listens to Page Seven? Can I just say? Mariah, I love you. And um, because she showed up to celebrate one billion streams of All I Want for Christmas is You by wearing a diamond Prada bucket hat. Bucket hat. And I just want to lay this out there. That, like, there's no way she doesn't listen. But, okay, remember how we learned that Hilaria Baldwin, like, follows the subreddit about her where people make fun of her? Yeah. And then she hired private investigators to find out who they were? Yeah. Um, I actually think that it is possible that Mariah Carey was like, they did a deep dive on me. Yeah. You know? And, like, because, of course, these people do, famous people do want, like, they do look at the reddits about them, I think, right? They want to know what people are saying about them. I think that Taylor Swift obviously reads the comments. It informs. She's clearly very much aware of what people say about her. So I'm just saying, Mariah maybe heard about the pop history. Maybe she started listening. And then uh, somewhere along bucket the line, hats. she was like, you know what? Bucket hat's actually a, bucket a great hat. fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bucket hat, too. Because how? How could she be wearing a diamond-encrusted Prada bucket hat without the influence of Jackie Zabrowski. I don't see it. I don't see how there's a world in which it happens. You know what I mean? I wonder to also, Ow. also later in the article, you're being a real teenager Christmas right no, now. No, no, I'm saying I, I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely the case that, that she's, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I was even going to say later in the article, uh, it says she also, uh, for a pet, she got a fuck it bat. And that for fully, that fully convinces me at this point. Wait, I, I, what? I just, yeah. Say that again. Yeah. She got a fuck it bat as a pet. She bought, yeah, a fuck it hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. As a pet, Jesus, this is going poorly for me. As a pet, she got a fuck it bat. <laughs> Are you doing a pun? Yeah, because we used to talk about fuck it okay. bats and, and uh, bucket hats. That's why. Uh, this is bad. I, I just wanted to let him sit in it. I just wanted him to feel you're it. taking this out. <laughs> Or or not. I, think you take I don't it know out. why I went down a real <laughs> I went down a real 
Jackie was stoned worm time that I don't know why I read a headline talking about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And I don't know why I thought, oh, my God, is she singing about Santa Claus in this song that I had to open up the lyrics to it and be like, is she singing that All I Want for Christmas is You, Santa Claus, sexually? No. But I don't think that's the case. But then I thought, what if what it if was? It, yeah, you said you said that you sent an, an entirely unrelated article <laughs> yeah. about the like ownership wars over the song because the person who co-wrote the song feels like they've gotten a bit of a shaft from Mariah Carey. They have been going after her for years for this song. And like they haven't been able to do anything about it. Walter Afanasiev is a co-author of the song and they he kind of got broken up with uh, as a collaborator with her shortly after the song came out. And he's kind of over here being like, hey, guys, guys, it's my song too. And uh, nobody's listening to him. And so Jackie sent that article, also the authors of a song from 1989 that's called All I Want for Christmas is You, also going after Mariah without much luck. But, but Jackie sent this article about all the kind of like, uh, you know, fights over whose song is this and who stole the idea from who but she sent it with the question is she singing about fucking santa and i was doing like a close read of this article i was like where in the article does it suggest that, was me. that she's right, well, singing about this, fucking this, santa i don't this think she's singing about fucking totally santa. disproven here it says you know uh, i hear those sleigh bells ringing santa won't you bring me the one i really need won't you please bring him. my baby to me? So she's, you're saying. I think she's talking to him. So when, when I go say to Lex, Santa I Claus Lex to will make over. me happy with a toy on Christmas Day. You know why? Because she wants to have sex with him. No. She doesn't want the toy. She wants her baby. So if I, that's just I, like me being I like, understand hey, Lexi, this whole can you bring my baby to me? And by that, I mean you. I would never, who communicates like that? They would never communicate Some like that. Some people in a song might. What? And I'm just saying, can't we just open up our minds a little bit? Can't we just dream, Holden? Why do you have to squash all my dream birds? Well, I'm just thinking maybe that there's an underlying meaning to the song that we never thought about. I'm just, it's hard to ignore context clues. You know, it's hard to ignore mm. operative words here. She's. It's also interesting because Jackie has historically not liked songs about fucking Santa. Yeah. Again, but Santa it's a horny Christmas. I'm having sexy yeah, Christmas. Christmas. So I'm trying to fuck Santa. seek it out. Yeah. I mean, your your husband could dress up like Santa pretty convincingly. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. But the yeah, gray the and the beard, beard all that some, good stuff. Yeah. yeah pat him out, sure. I guess. But you like, could do the fuck me Santa, bad Santa scene. You I know, mean, we just oh, watch yeah. bad Santa. Fuck me Santa. Fuck me Santa. <laughs> there you go. Man, Lorelai in that is, oh man, she is unparalleled. So good. Bad Santa holds the fuck so up. Good. Also, oh, Bernie Mac and John Ritter are just amazing. Mwah, amazing. Perfect. Absolutely perfect in it. But, you know, all I just, all of this, you know, sometimes I hear a song and my brain goes other places. You know why? Because I'm not like the other girls. I'm a <laughs> bit of a Bella, all right? And yes, I'm a little bit different. And I'm so different that I am obsessed with Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, we are here to talk about our watch along, the Muppet Christmas Carol yearly watch along, December 18th, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 
we want to debut, ooh, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch cocktail that we're going to be drinking, which, what's that? Is it rum chata mixed with fireball? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I've been dreaming. Every year I see these little videos about like a cute festive cocktail and I always think, oh, that looks so fun. I should do that. I like to have a little festive cocktail around this time of year. And then every year I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to have a shot of whiskey and a beer instead. But I like, <laughs> I like the, I, I'm so glad that we're going to do a festive cocktail because I really yes. aspire to it. And, and we're going to we, do we, it. We will, we have, we already have our rules for the drinking game this year. It's going to be a heavy drink every time a ghost appears. Uh, drink anytime food talks. Drink every time Rizzo gets hurt and finish your drink when when love is gone is played. That will be happily. Ha- yes, I will happily finish my drink when then. Oh finish your god, awful song. MJ, you can please. finish your you drink. love it deep Come down. down I thought it had been taken out. I thought that the me's of the world had won, but now it's back because the you's of the world. You know, by the way, Jackie, is it won. annoying that the curse would be lifted on us if MJ's heart would just be filled one time listening to when love is gone? But every just year won. MJ denies. Is that why you think the world? is bad because Absolutely. I don't like what love is gone. I don't think it was releasing the butthole cut which we've been doing all year last year I think it's different now I'm I think supposed that to be it's moved be, your it. heart needs to grow three sizes when you hear that song and every year you deny it and so the curse continues okay. to destroy us all why are you doing this to us why MJ? are you doing this to us MJ well it's a good thing I have to finish my drink before the song comes on because maybe that'll make me a little bit you know nostalgic a little bit more feely and maybe I'll be able to finally open my heart to that <laughs> fucking shitty song he's a bad man <laughs> bell he's not i mean he did once <laughs> my kids were so interested in the dad and elf uh they were like what you know also the concept of a bad dad is very new to them Ooh, they were you like, should show them the godfather <laughs> they're like why is the dad not nice to his son and i was like well the dad only cares about himself and money and so Zelda just keeps repeating that dad only cares about himself and money. And <laughs> That's then so and, cute. <laughs> oh my god, Zelda's so cute. When he's when the dad starts to realize to like I'm explaining like towards the end, like, well, now the dad is starting to realize he might care about Buddy. And Zelda goes, Now the dad cares about three things himself, money, and a little bit buddy. And I was like, well, he's now he's starting to care less about money and more about his children. Yes. But anyway, Scrooge, irredeemable. Man, your kids are bringing the magic of the holidays. Uh, yes. I, uh, Scrooge they are just, irredeemable is the opposite I know, message. It's technically completely, I got ahead of my skis the there. Point is he, that is he is redeemable. You're right, he's film. redeemed. Okay, all right, you're right. Some even, this is also something I talk with my kids a lot about. All bad people sometimes have good in them. And you're right, Scrooge is that person. And but what yes, is he going to do? Go back and give homes to all the people he kicked out of their homes? Remember the orphanage yeah. that he got rid of? What about all those orphans? Which is why It's a Wonderful Life is also a great Christmas movie because Potter is never redeemed. Some of those rich people are never redeemable. And it's nice <laughs> that Scrooge is redeemed. And that's true. And it is good to remember that even bad people have good in their hearts. But sometimes, sometimes it's but also sometimes important to get, get a dose of reality. We get an yeah, angry just... mob together, like the SNL uh, alternate ending of It's a Wonderful Life. We get an angry mob together and we beat Mr. Potter with baseball bats. Which is <laughs> what... <laughs> there is a famous Dana Carvey SNL sketch about the alternate ending to It's a Wonderful Life because if you watch It's a Wonderful Life, you might notice that there is no redemption for Mr. Potter. He's just an awful man and he stays an awful man. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, I do like stories, too, that involve that, you know, where somebody's just a bad person and like there's just it's that's never going to change. Like East of Eden. Now, there is a book you could set your watch to. And And it's money. You know, money. It's it's, Mr. Potter just wants to keep his money. It's like, who cares what's in his heart? He just wants to keep the money. What's the character's name? What's her name in East of Eden? The evil lady that's so evil. God, she's so. Oh, man, that book. Get you. That book will get you. That's what we need, a literature podcast. That's what we really should be doing right now. Oh, let's talk about Tess of the Durbervilles, (laughs) a book I read in high school. Right? Is that like Hounds of the Baskervilles? Like, yeah. I remember Tess of D. I've never known how to say it. It's only something I've read. I've never said it out loud. Tess of D. Uberville. Is that why I say it in my head? The Durberville part is spelled with an apostrophe. Man, what a good book about the class divide in the industrial age, huh? And how that changed changed everything for uh, people in a time. But how about the fact that well, <laughs> those winters? How about the fact that I was listening to Rocket Around the Christmas Tree as it inspired by Jackie? We were listening to it uh, with the kids yesterday. Brendan Nader. Brendan Nader. We're Brendan Naders in this house. And we got we were listening and Freddie goes, she said fucking. And I was like, what? When did she say fucking? And I realized that Freddie thought that in the part where she says, later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. Yeah. Freddie thought she had said, later we'll have some fucking pie. I, Which it's is better. so cute. And now I feel like I'm forever going to say, later we'll have some fucking pie. And <laughs> yes. I'm always going to think of your children. As your we all kids. should. We can replace the lyrics officially. They're just so damn cute cute do you want to talk about what um zelda said when they opened up the present from my mother yes jack well first of all we need to tell the world how incredibly thoughtful both jackie and her mom are i've spoken a lot about what a good gift giver jackie is she thinks about it all year she always gives like the perfect gifts but also (laughs) also her mom is incredibly thoughtful and always gives jackie's friends incredibly thoughtful gifts and so jackie's wonderful mom made these beautiful hand-sewn dolls for my kids which is very exciting because my kids are actually really interested in learning how to sew and so they were opening it and I was like Jackie's mom Linda sewed these like she sewed these just for you and Zelda goes what the fucking shit as she's holding this (laughs) wonderful doll I'm like videotaping it hoping to send it to Jackie to send to Linda to say thank you what the fucking shit (laughs) what the the fucking shit is Zelda's favorite phrase right now and it is it is a good little pastiche of obscenities woven together It's so cute. Seeing little kids curse (laughs) like that is so funny. Well, because you let them free range curse within the house. Yes. So that's our approach. Um, Rather than making the words forbidden, we try to explain what they mean, why people say them and the con- how, you know context where you can say certain words, why words are powerful or whatever. But what it's translated to is that my kids swear like sailors right now. <laughs> and uh, what the fucking shit is the Christmas 
spirit phrase going on in our house. That's what we say when we're thankful. What the fucking shit? Thank you, Linda. (laughs) Oh, fills my heart with genuine joy. So I just want to say thank you so much for sharing. And I mean, we can't not say it during this episode, even though it has nothing to do with the holidays. But I mean, Taylor Swift is time's person of the year. We have I, to we have to bring it up. I throw my hands up. It happens. It happens. Okay. Taylor Swift is time person of the year. It it's done. Okay. <laughs> Not another important thing happened this year of note, by the way. <laughs> no. Besides Nothing her else. dating Travis Kelsey and putting the eras out in movie theaters. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. But she, of course, brought her cat with her, uh, brought Benjamin, one of her cats, with her yep. on the cover. And I need to read this cutest comment that was written underneath a different article that says, I'm a 72-year-old man. I love football. I knew nothing of Taylor before this summer. I decided to find out about her. I have no children. If I did, I would hope for a daughter like Taylor. (laughs) Smart, talented, caring, down to earth, not outsized in her mind by celebrity. A wonderfully accomplished young woman. Having learned what I have, there's little surprise regarding Time Magazine making its decision. Taylor, please remain a role model for your and other generations. What a beautiful, sweet man. I mean, I, you just, Or you what know. a beautiful, sweet Taylor Swift in disguise typing Whoa! that comment on the article. Oh, don't say it. Man, you think she's in Yahoo comments? Man, no, that's No, but it is very sweet. It is very sweet. Or a Swifty being like, I'm going to pretend to be a lonely 72-year-old man whose heart was turned by Taylor. He doesn't have any children. Can you imagine lying about something like that? I think that I'm just <laughs> such a bad liar in every way, like I can, oh, I am such a me person that like I couldn't imagine taking the time to lie. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I completely. Or is that just because my heart has grown seven sizes, MJ? <laughs> yeah, that's because you've got the spirit of Christmas in you. Doesn't matter how sexy it gets, you'll always have the the when love is gone spirit in you. All right, I, oh my I god, know we have to get to the celebrity conspiracy, but I have to. I want to talk about one more article before we do because I'm so curious to ask you guys: Do you brush your teeth <laughs> and or pee in the shower like Kelly Clarkson? We are talking about Kelly Clarkson was talking to Keenan Thompson. And Kelly Clarkson, she says, "Here's the thing: I don't regularly brush my teeth in the shower. I just do if I'm in a hurry." And which you know, I I've. Truly, honestly, never brushed my teeth in the shower before, but I know that this is a practice that people do, so I'm not that weirded out by it. I'm not weirded out by the piss in the shower either, but she does say that she pisses almost every time she's See, in the that's, shower. That's too much. That's so this the weird is my part. policy. And the, she likes it. She likes to do all three. I That's the weird Yeah, part. that's the weird part, too. I would say I like to... Uh, I don't like to. It's it's never it's never a want of mine. But sometimes you don't realize you have to piss until you're well into the shower. You're and already in the shower. That is when right. I give myself the grace of peeing in the shower. It happens sometimes. I never plan for it. Yes. But what am I supposed to do, guys? Am I supposed to get, then turn off my shower right at the start of it? I'm fully drenched, dry off, or like stand there just soaking wet and like pee into the toilet, then get back into the shower, like freezing cold. Like, yeah. 
It makes no sense. I Sometimes I just literally don't even think about it. Now, the brushing the teeth in the shower is something that Lexi does, and I don't get it at all. Some people that like is, keep I, their toothbrush in the shower. In the shower, and it blows yeah. my mind. It's like, why... There's no to me, and but it's the same thing as the I feel pain. like it doesn't save you any time yeah, because you're, you're, you still have to brush your teeth. Yeah, you're still it's, right. The time is taken one, but yeah. I, I was also weirded out by this at first because I was like, I had never done it, and I think I saw that I don't know whose house I was at where I saw a toothbrush being stored in the shower, and I was like, what an interesting choice, and I tried it just to kind of try it on. And I was like, I mean, I guess it's nice to, if I'm going to spend two minutes doing this, it's nice. I like being in the shower. I guess it's fine. You know, I'm not grossed out by like the spit or whatever because Yeah, I have no. this weird disconnect in my head that like shower water is not acceptable to go into the mouth. And yeah, I think that's you because know? when I was a kid and I started learning how to take showers, I would just open my mouth and drink all drink the water. Yeah, yeah. And so and the, same and with, I mean, when he just drinks, like, don't do that. When he just tries to like drink the bath water. So I think maybe there's just so much instilled in you of like, don't drink the shower water, don't drink the shower water. And so I, I find that to be repulsive, but it's just all dog training of me growing up, you know? Um, but yeah, but then peeing in the shower, though, which is actually technically way grosser, is fine, but it's on a technicality. You have to, the rule is, it's like Whamageddon. The rule is, though, it has to be you have to have blundered yeah. and not realize you had to pee until you're fully in the shower. If I have to if I realize I have to pee and I'm like oh, just about to dip a toe into the shower, I'm peeing in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, I pee. But yeah. I also you also have a hose attached to you. Yes. Those without a hose, like I just don't the like the feeling knows. of it going down like the hot liquid going <laughs> right. down my leg. I don't really it, I can't it, kind of position for I'm, me. I'm well aware of how the water's traveling inside of the shower. So I'm even you know? able to like Technically, hopefully, keep my feet as as removed from the pee as humanly possible. But who yeah, knows? Yeah, because I'm just and, pissing all over my feet. It, so it's like unless the stream is so hard that like you it shoots you out of you, which like you could do that. You can aim it. Yeah. But you have to have enough piss in there. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, for all the roundtable historians that are going to be, be like pointing at this as proof that I shit in the shower, just because I'm saying that sometimes on a technicality I piss in the shower, I'm just going to say shame, shame. It's different. Shame on Whoa. you. It's different. It's different. We, uh, uh, shame Kenan on your Thompson's, house. A pox on your house. I think we are, we're all in the Keenan Thompson camp, which was Keenan Thompson responded to Kelly Clarkson by saying, I mean, I've done it, but every time I do it, I feel shame. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is the only <laughs> correct response to admit Yes. Sometimes, even if you pee right before the shower, sometimes you get in, you realize there's a little left in there. Like, it's not something that you should plan to do. Right. The way that, if you're like, I'm in a hurry, I'll brush my teeth in the shower, plan for it, whatever. Oh, I got fuck, no judgment. Well, I'll brush my on teeth, that. I got to piss. If you're brush your teeth and piss in the shower, write in and let us know. Because that is wild. But if you're planning for, if you're turned on the water and you're like, great, good timing, I also have to piss. Let me get into the shower to piss. Then, no. Reevaluate your life. Well, it's time to take a piss on a celebrity <laughs> conspiracy. Hit me with the share. Do you believe it? Is Lord actually a bird? <laughs> <laughs> this one comes. Are you talking from about Lord Annie. God or the person? Good because question. I think <laughs> it, it, I'm talking about really depends. The I'm talking about. It's we the season to talk about Lord God. So I'm talking about Jack Antonoff uh, uh, cheating with Lord. Yeah, Lord, that Lord. Uh, this one comes in from Annie who writes, hi guys. So I was recently watching a clip from hot ones when Lord absolutely houses some hot ass wings without flinching. 
I started thinking about that trick you can do to a bird feeder when you have too many squirrels infiltrating it. You know the trick, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, you mix in cayenne with the bird seed because it's too hot for the squirrels, but it doesn't affect the birds because they don't have the taste sensors to detect capacitin or some shit. Wow. She then links to an article proving this, and the article comes from a website called birdwatchingbuzz.com, so it seems pretty legit. Whoa. She goes on. Anyway, I died laughing at this thought because, let's be real, girls got bird vibes. That time she shushed that crowd, I don't know. Seems like something a bird would do because their song is just so important. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw that video clip, but she's like in a club singing a, a one of her like more... like thoughtful kind of slower songs and she actually in the middle of it starts shushing people singing along with her so she can like have her moment and it's so it's one of the most awkward stage things i've ever Weird. seen you should you gotta she goes like shush, shush, shush. She, but she's in the i am my mother's child i am my she's singing that song yeah and she like it's so I, I don't know how to describe it you just have to watch the video it's so awkward though it's like one of the more awkward stage moments i've ever seen Ugh. that's what they're referring to she even dressed up like a crow and or vulture for this award show that she then links to an article about Lord at the Billboard Awards in 2014 at which she did in fact dress like a crow and actually the article is literally titled this Lord dresses like a bird swoops in and steals rock award ah. so even they are acknowledging it she also composed the soundtrack for the Hunger Games mocking Jay movie come on Whoa, so obvious bird woman and this might be a little harsh but she's got sharp facial features that remind <laughs> me of a beak you can't deny it anyway interested to hear what y'all think I love you guys thanks for keeping me company always through the good and bad hashtag you gotta be super me love Annie thank you for this Annie. I mean she also named the album that we love Mellow drama you know so that which was weird i didn't understand why she had and i was like oh that's just like a lord thing um i think she's definitely a bird if you google is lord the suggestions are is lord an industry plant is lord a scrabble word and is Lord Madonna's daughter. Oh, wow. Oh. So that sounds like there's another celebrity conspiracy on our hands. Interesting. All right. I'll have to look into is Lord Madonna's daughter a little bit. That's a good no one. No results for is Lord a bird, but no I'm doing results. my damnedest to make it a Google Well, that's the beauty of the conspiracy. You know, this one needs to catch some fire on the TikToks, and yeah. uh, we could be part of the grassroots of this conspiracy. Yeah, I think this is going to be our 2024. I yeah. think this is our campaign. You know, like what presidential, who cares? This is the campaign that we're going to be working on. And in yeah, 2024. I, and t in 2024, by the end of it, I vow Lord will be my porch goose. Whoa. I will again, yes. That is my goal for 2024 to get Lord as my porch goose sitting in front of my door, greeting people as they walk by or calling at them or chasing them, whatever she wishes. I don't care. Lamenting them. Could. That'd be nice. Singing a, a serenading them. Would oh, be don't nice. even bring up ugh, poor Gloria. I can't find her Santa hat and she's wearing a Santa costume and she doesn't have her Santa hat on. Oof, and I'm brutal. like, I don't even know who she is. You're such a bad mother, Jackie. Yeah. I can't find her Santa hat. <laughs> She's probably I was about like, to make one. I might have to make one. I hate to tell you this as a fact because it just seems inappropriate, but you're a terrible mother too. <laughs> Maybe, okay, go no. to the liquor store. You know how at the liquor store they have the little wine Santa hats you can put on top of your wine? That would be too small. It's too small, but at least it's something. It's something. <laughs> you're right. Because right now she's just, she's just wearing a red coat. Yeah, she's probably got frozen head disease. 
<laughs> Don't Which, say that to Portuguese, her. I, it's easy I've, for them to get during I've this time I've got her year. leopard print winter coat that I usually wait and put it on in January, but I might have to put it on yeah. now if she's this cold. It's. I mean, it's just rough. It's rough out there for <sighs> Jackie's porch goose. Thank you. Maybe I should get her a sexy Christmas outfit. Or get a That's porch lord. The... I say get a porch lord. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't, don't I, deal Yeah, with but then anymore. I'm going to have to like strap her down and I feel like that's going to be like that's kidnapping right adult napping. Yeah, I mean I think only one of you can have the porch lord yeah so, you can have yeah. you already called her Holden and I think that Gloria would be a little upset if I brought home I think she's more of a porch crow than anything she keeps trying to sing along with my porch lord she keeps shushing <laughs> and she keeps inviting Jack Antonoff over to try to get him to cheat on his girlfriend I, I just don't understand what's going on here that would be so anno- why would she shush them you gotta watch the video bro because I knew exactly what she was referencing in in, in that conspiracy theory. So you, you have to, All right, I'll, I'll try to find, I'll find it while you're doing the list. I love it. I don't want to distract you from the list. Please don't distract me from the list because it's time for the list. Oh, it came up so quickly. Oh God, there's a compilation. Sorry. I'll read this. There's a compilation of her doing it. So I guess it's not a, Whoa, a thing it's not she's a one-time one. thing. Oh Lord. Oh my God. Yeah. Lord, Lord, Lord. This is festive facts about your favorite holiday movies. And um, even though there's nothing on here about the Michael Keaton version of Jack Frost, we did watch that over the weekend. And um, man, it's a weird movie, but he was a good dad. (laughs) And now he's dead, MJ. (laughs) Anyway, festive facts about your favorite holiday movies. It's a Wonderful Life was a box office bomb. Though it has become a quintessential American classic, It's a Wonderful Life was not an immediate hit with audiences. In fact, it put director Frank Capra $525,000 in the hole, which left him scrambling to finance his production company's next picture, State of the Union. There's all this fascinating stuff about this because it's like people thought it was communist propaganda, Mm. you know, because it's so anti-capitalist. Yeah. It is actually, the history of this movie is like fascinating. Whoa! Mr. Potter is a banker and a landlord, right? And he has control. He has the town and a stranglehold. And George Bailey is the one. There's all these lines about you're. The, I'm the one person in town that helps that saves people from crawling to Potter. And so, of course, all the you know all the McCarthyites were like, "What is this communist propaganda?" So Whoa. yeah, it was a bomb. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. Ooh, thank you for the insight. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's one and, of the many things. The fact I love that it was that this movie. miraculous. Like, there, there's a lot of movies like that. Uh, what did we just do for Whizbrew? We just did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for Whiz or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, rather, because that's the name of the original so not the book so, or is that the book no, no, what, no. The, okay. the book is to clarify this so the reason why it was Willy Wonka was because the movie was essentially made by the Quaker Oats company is they were trying to like sell Wonka bars so they changed the name to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory instead of Charlie the Chocolate Factory for the movie because the whole idea was they were like trying to launch a bunch of candy via I the mean movie. if I was old enough and alive I would have been everywhere looking for that fucking golden ticket yes if that first came right? out Absolutely. So so that was kind of the idea there. And then it was definitely the kind of movie that like did not do well in the box office, but just because it was on TV all the fucking time. And like because it was like uh, uh, that movie that they would put on at summer camp or whatever. And it is also weirdly sad. And they do like 
kill it's kids. It's weird. So, you know. Yeah. It's a weird-ass movie. Yes. I get it's it. It's a weird-ass. The book is also, yeah. The book, I, I recently read the book with the kids, and I was like, they're like, well, what happens to all the children when they disappear? And I'm like, I think, I don't know. We're going to keep it It's moving. like, this <laughs> book was written by a guy who kind of hated kids. Like, that's a big part of these books. That's why kids, like, love it. Because, like, the author hates kids as much as kids hate kids. So, <laughs> so it he works really well. in the river. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to he him. He also has an ir- irrational hatred of beards, uh, among other groups of people. But regardless. Yeah, right. Various uh, people uh, of different sizes. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's totally one of those. There's a lot of movies like that that in that pocket of kids being just shoved in front of the TV for hours on end, but you just were at the whatever whim was of on. whatever was on the TV. You didn't have any choice. Right. And VHS being a huge market all of a sudden and people being able to like bring movies home to watch. Uh, it, it just weird movies became very popular be- through that. Interesting. And and I think that, that it's changed a lot like since we've gotten streaming and stuff. I mean, you know? think about the movies you were obsessed with as a kid. It was because they were on TV they were all on the time. All the like, time. Like, why was an eight-year-old obsessed with Steel Magnolias? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, that's not an eight-year-old's movie. Totally. Total. Or even just the batshit, like, mom and dad save the world and It doesn't hold up. Shit. It breaks my heart. It doesn't hold up. It was, I knew it was bad back then, How but I watched you? it 20 times because it was on and I was bored. And there was like literally, you know, nothing to do. And it was the opposite of what we were describing before with like latchkey kids where like you would just be like out on the streets. Like, no, no, no. We were a generation that was like, oh, are our parents not around? I guess I'm sitting on this couch watching fucking whatever for the next, you know, five, six hours, you know, whatever until they call me for dinner. Especially if your parents worked and you were off of school. Like, it's like, where would you go? Like, literally, my mom had like a shop that she ran out of the basement. So she would be downstairs working and she would just put me in front of the TV and be like, if you need anything, come downstairs and get yeah. me. And that was it. Yeah, it was the right starting from a very young age. For, yeah. for syndication for It's a Wonderful Life were like crazy cheap or, or yes. barely anything. And they started playing it on Christmas Eve yeah. as, on like NBC. And then they would have like various stars sit and be like, this is what Christmas means to me. Right. And it just like came, it just like became this Christmas tradition. Man, this next fact I remember covering in our, uh, again, pop history episode about Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas. Christmas, a Charlie Brown. Christmas was supposed to have a laugh track. (laughs) In the 1960s, it was standard procedure to lay a laugh track over virtually any half-hour comedy, even if the performers were drawn in. When executive producer Lee Mendelson told Charles Schultz he didn't see the Peanuts special being any different, the artist got up and left the room for several minutes before coming in and continuing as if nothing had happened. Mendelson got the hint. I love everything I ever learned about Charles Schultz is so fascinating. He was just like, Fuck off. And children have real feelings. Also, yeah, the Charlie Brown Christmas, it's not a comedy. No. It's just dark, dark, dark. And so the idea of having a laugh track over it would make it so sinister. Yes. It's like kind of kind of haunting to imagine it with a laugh track. Mm-hmm. It's just about Charlie Brown's depression. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be devoid of joy. It's got to be. 
it's got to be like this empty feeling. Is that yeah, the it? silence, yeah. the deafening silence is part of it. But it's yeah. also did change a lot of other things, which I forgot about. This is further on the list. A Charlie Brown Christmas killed the aluminum tree business, oh, which my God. makes a lot of sense. Yes. Aluminum Christmas trees were marketed beginning in 1958 and enjoyed fairly strong sales by eliminating pesky needles and tree sap. But the annual airings of A Charlie Brown Christmas swayed public thinking, and the special Charlie Brown refuses to get a fake tree. Viewers began to do the same, and the product was virtually phased out by 1969. Wow. The leftovers are new collector's items. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I still have a stigma against fake trees. Like, we, we're using a fake tree this this time around because they're so expensive and we're leaving so early. We were like, fuck it, let's just put the fake tree up. We have, like, a backup, essentially. And I always have a weird feeling about it. I feel like I'm cheating because of Charlie Brown Christmas. And yeah. I get, even though, like, the tree that I got that I spent way too much money on really doesn't have that much of a scent. So I had to go out and buy the pine sticks anyway to put inside of it so what am i doing here that's funny oh man we didn't even talk about the extremely creepy trees all over kim kardashian's house but if you want to see that is a uh, oh my god terrifying thing outside of her bathroom honestly the trees in her bathroom if you look up kim kardashian we'll talk about it i'm sure in the leftovers but the trees make me think of the scene in the shining that they didn't put in the movie but is in the book where the animal hedges are coming to life Uh and every time he turns around the hedge have moved closer to him because they're like stalking him like prey. Yes. That's what the trees make me think of in her yes. bathroom, which I think is rock and roll. <laughs> Good reference. Good reference. Looks very, very scary. Um, I want to see this movie. Gremlins was intended to be much, much darker, which is insane because there's already the monologue where her dad was pretending to be Santa Claus and then gets like the best. stuck in the chimney. I love that monologue. It's so good. Unbelievable. And uh, so though some might contend that Gremlins is a pretty dark film, the original script written by Chris Columbus was much, much darker. Case in point, earlier scenes included the Gremlins eating Billy's dog, then decapitating his mom and throwing her head down the stairs. Hell yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, director Joe Dante, and Warner Brothers were all in agreement that they should tone down the gore in order to make the movie more family-friendly. But here's the thing. Even though like it doesn't have like the mom getting decapitated, have you watched Gremlins lately? It still is, as an adult... Very creepy. Oh yeah. Like, what do you do? Like that. Just in that situation, it's so. It's such. If you haven't watched it in years, do yourself a flavor. Watch it this year. Gremlins and Gremlins Two are just absolute gems. I love them. Uh, man, it just keeps coming up over and over again. But Wizard the Bruiser did an episode on the Gremlin on Gremlins, so check that out. But yeah, I just love what Gremlins serves. It's this perfect comedy horror mixture. That is just so good. And the fact that it's also kind of technically a Christmas movie. It's right up there with Die Hard for like, man, great alternatives to Christmas movies yeah. during the season. And I dare say, let me throw it. Can I sprinkle in a Krampus? Yeah. Krampus, the movie, if you haven't seen it, is genuinely funny. And also outside of the little gingerbread, everything is practically made. So it's just such cool, like big, creepy puppets and stuff like that. Krampus. <laughs> Highly recommend. And if you want to be terrified to the utter fucking bones of you, then you can't look no further than best Christmas ever. Oh, which you can watch along with <laughs> us. I believe the episode comes out on December 28th. Oh, my birthday. Um, we have done the watch along. Ooh, best Christmas ever. It's a Netflix movie and it is 
rough. It's rough. Yeah. It's oh, woof, whatever, woof. MJ. You loved it. Don't stop I did. lying about I it. I did. No, I enjoyed it. It doesn't mean God. it's good, but we all enjoyed it, Holden. All three of us enjoyed no, it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm with you, MJ. I stand in your corner. The thing at the end was so stupid. And don't get me started on Monkey Bob. Ooh, that monkey. <laughs> oh, he makes me so mad. Oh, you're right. I did spend most of the watch along being like, I'm surprised by how much I like this. Yes. So. MJ was completely charmed by it. It makes no sense. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> What is that? That's part of the Christmas curse. How can you not, how can you be so uncharmed by such a beautiful part of a perfect holiday classic as Muppet Christmas Carol? And yet, charmed, and yet, charmed by Heather Graham acting Christmas like a ever. psychopath for an entire filmic experience. And you loved it. Yeah. You loved all of it. My priorities and are all mixed it. up. My va- my family values are all over the place. And that's well, why it's a family values Bob, Christmas. Bob, MJ. You can have your monkey bob and you can go put Christmas in a shoe. Thank no. you very much. <laughs> That's right. I said it. With the old woman. But there's not enough room. <laughs> <laughs> and do, 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 do. Which I don't even know which fact to go to next. There's so many of them What's on the, the list. Final one? What about the fact? There's Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, we know this is this oh, is a, know. you know this everybody knows the first Muppet movie ever made without Jim Henson. But they do a lot to like you know pay off. And it's, it's his, his son. son making it, which is it's why Muppet Christmas Carol part so of good. what makes it so so good and moving. That's the one that I wanted to read because we just watched Bad Santa. Bill Murray was actually the first choice for the lead in Bad Santa. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he chose to do Lost in Translation instead. But can I just say, Billy Bob Thornton is so good in Bad Santa. I, I know it's not a Santa movie for everybody, but man, it is certainly a Santa movie for me. Wow. All right. Two things with that. A, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton's iconic, right? Couldn't imagine it would not be anyone else, even, even Bill Murray, which is saying something. B, what a crossroads, different timeline moment for Bill Murray. If he had made Bad Santa, it would have totally moved his career forward in the exact way it had been going. But instead, he goes and makes Lost in Translation and becomes this like indie darling, like prestige actor after this moment, right? If he had went and made Bad Santa, it would have just completely cemented the next, like, I feel like decade of his career being totally opposite and and still being, like, in goofball comedies. I mean, speaking of would it have been totally opposite, would it have been the same movie, Jim Carrey was initially eyed to star in Elf. But that's because the spec script first emerged in 1993. And this was before Ace Ventura. And so he was attached to the film, but um, it took 10 years to get the project going so by that time Will Ferrell was a much bigger star and he became attached to it instead. Now in that instance I could see both for that role. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly I could. I will also, I have to throw this out there, it's another Bad Santa uh, but it's just a really quick fact. In the Czech Republic Bad Santa is called Santa Santa is a pervert. Santa is a pervert. Related to the It's a Wonderful Life fact on this very list, in 1947 the FBI issued a memo noting that It's a Wonderful Life is a potential communist infiltration of the most picture industry, citing its, quote, rather obvious attempts to discredit bankers by casting Lionel Barrymore as a Scrooge type so that he would become the most hated man in the picture. This, according to three sor- to these sources, is a common trick used by communists. Whoa. It's so funny. I was about to be like, man, I'm so glad we're past those days. And then I remember that everyone now just thinks everyone's pedophiles in Hollywood, which <laughs> yeah, is right. way it's just, worse. It's, it's weirdly worse yes. now. Yeah, yeah, it's weirdly worse. Yes. It'll always be like that. All right, here we go. I get 
get it. I know what's going on because I'm stopping being able to see. I think I'm going blind. Items. Oh, oh we, we can't, can't see them. The brother singer is fully on board uh, with his ex dating because the person he has been seeing much longer than his ex is pregnant Whoa. or had a pregnancy scare. It Jonas. is still unclear. Oh man. Well, because she's yes. starting to, to date. Sophie Turner just came out with. I I kept thinking it was like what is he a falcon because I think his last name is Peregrine I don't know who this person is um, <laughs> I I I could see it Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas yeah wait do you think that he was cheating on her wait oh, yeah. I'm gonna need you to break this down for me a little bit I'm, I'm all right so Sophie Turner Joe Jonas right, right. big divorce big public yep. divorce got that part she yeah. had two kids he uh-huh. tried to throw under the bus obviously through I PR remember. stuff uh-huh. and then clearly it was like him kind of probably no, who knows this point we can't we can never say for sure but it's it seems to point to her actually being the person who was kind of more in the victim space of this whole thing and he's kind of trying to orchestrate a different a, a version of the truth right uh and so this would track with that i mean i could totally see uh i could totally see i i think anything she's doing to like be move past him at this point and like not be aiming anything at him is probably he's thrilled by he's like because i think he's just he's kind of and what's the the blind is saying that she was cheating on him no the blind is saying he's thrilled she's dating someone now i see peregrine pearson is this guy's name he sounds like he's in like the movie like a wes anderson movie or something i'm saying like (laughs) he said he's the bird i think that if anybody's a bird it's him he did did date lord he did apparently put it uh, i see so joe jonas is happy that she's dating around because he's like let me just back slowly into the bushes here and stop thinking about me because he and it's speculating that he uh, the lady he's been with he's been with for a long time probably while he was still with sophie Ah. And, that, and that they are either pregnant or had a pregnancy scare. Heast was so, cheating on Hearst. Got it. Which that's probably all bullshit, but it's fun to speculate. Um, good for you, Sophie. Get moving on, girl. I don't know about a guy named Peregrine. Seems suspect. Maybe you don't have the best decision making. He's a little cutie. But, but I mean, come on. Peregrine, Peregrine. Sounds like a character in Riverdale. I know, right? Yeah, he looks oh like a character God, in Riverdale. Oh my God, yes. He also looks like- Peregrine Pearson. He looks like he'd do quite well in Riverdale. Who is uh, he? All right, what here we go. He? Next one. Am I supposed to know who Peregrine Pearson is? I'm Now I'm looking at him. I'm trying to find out. I don't think so. I think I'd remember that fucking bonkers name. I guess he's just uh, just as aristocrat. Yeah. Peregrine. Rich. Harry Pearson. Trust fund. <laughs> aristocrat. Person. Yeah. He's I an, oh, he's an aristocrat. That's why I don't know him. An aristocrat. <laughs> I, I mean, that, I think that just means tr- trust fund kid. Uh, oh, right? he co-founded Wheatman, a property investment and development company. Uh, cool. So fascinating. Yeah, I bet it's I bet it's silly. I bet like yeah, he's yeah. also like a hot dog ambassador. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like a they but they also make like fudge or something. <laughs> <laughs> um here we go. Up next, uh, let's talk feuds, shall we? This A-list actress reignited her feud with the A-list celebrity this past weekend. Now the actress is back on social media liking random posts that hate on the celebrity. Can't we all just get along? No, is it Kim K and Tay? No. One is married to a very famous singer. The other one is a very famous singer that used to be with that singer. And also she acts. She acts more than she sings nowadays. Ooh. Gaga? No. Similar camp. Acts for TV show. Acts for TV show. Uh, but a prestige. Evil. Oh, um, the, the murders left in the building. Selena Gomez. Yes. 
Who would she have? Uh, oh, Bieber? Uh, what's her Beef face? With. Oh, God. Haley Baldwin. Haley Baldwin Bieber. Yeah. Yes. They're just like, well, could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Caddy cats. They are. <laughs> could you imagine going online? I have definitely had hate for people online, as we all have. I have never, even someone I didn't know that was a celebrity I didn't like. I've never gone around just liking social. People are fucking animals online on social media. This is generational, though. This is like, I think about this all the time with raising kids. Like, there's just different behavior playing out in the internet yeah, sphere with people and beef and stuff. And it plays out, it all plays out like in the comments so, and the likes and stuff. I'll never understand it. It's so weird. Anytime it's ever. I've ever dipped a toe into that kind of thing too. It's always ne- never felt good ever. I've never, never do I go on and make comments and stuff. Is that's fucking crazy? No. Yeah, I mean, we come from a generation that was like, don't read the comments because it was literally articles and a comment section. And these people are just coming up with like their social life is taking place in the comments, right? Like, yeah, right. I mean, so it's just just different. Even Selena Gomez, she's not a total kid zoomer but she's like obviously of that generation well hitting is people try to say like mic droppy stuff but it's like you're not in a public forum you can't actually like drop a mic right now you're in the safety of your house like everybody can do a mic droppy make a mic droppy statement in the safety of their own home without feeling like it's not brave to do it you know what I mean? Because there's like no. But it actual... is hashtag brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is hashtag brave for sure. Yeah. It is that. Yeah, and so it is it a always... public forum. Right? I keep thinking about Billie Eilish, like, and the comment, like that that interview she had with the person on the red carpet about like how she's queer, and the person the interviewer was like, "Oh, did you mean to come out as queer?" And then like Billie Eilish commented, like, kind of like a fuck you to the interviewer, like a comment on the post, and it's like just a totally different way of. And that's what makes me feel the oldest yeah. is like, wow, young celebrities just have a completely different way of using the internet. And then obviously young people as well, like all these. Doja Cat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like the best examples right. was what was how Doja Cat played shit with uh, her like stands or whatever. Right. And was which I actually was kind of impressed by, honestly, is for once it was someone just being like. Fuck y'all. I'm not fucking doing shit. You know what I mean? Just was like, whatever. You can say whatever the fuck. You You don't own me. Like, I do whatever I want. And I kind of like that sentiment because a lot of times it's a lot of trying to upkeep on shit that's like, you, you're trying to please too many people. You know, right. I think that's a lot of w- where, t- God forbid I say this out loud, but t- where T-Swift is, I feel like sometimes... Er- errors a little bit. She gives people too much. Yeah, she's trying to uh, please everybody. She doesn't want anyone she's to like be mad at her. altering music videos based on people complaining on fucking X and mocks <laughs> about about stuff in her music videos, right? And so I mean, she's I will like, say as a fellow people pleaser, I do understand the need and the want to do that. Um, I think it's one of the most relatable things about her yes. is her yes. desire is for her everyone to like her. to like yeah. I under- I get appease. That. Yeah. Totally. Well, this is like the opposite of that. I'm loving this guy. Hey, this actually really goes in line with all of this stuff. I'm loving this guy for for his antics lately on the red carpet and in interviews. It isn't that often you get su- such an a- uh, an actor on a press tour making jokes about dogs and oral sex. 
Who's out there just kind of popping off on the red carpet lately? It's not Adam Driver, is it? Yes, it's Adam Driver. We had that. I was hoping we would get that article. And we'll talk about it in The Leftovers. But for now, I will at least say there is a video that accompanies this one. And recently, he had, we had that. Did we, we talked about it on this show, right? Where he was interviewed and someone asked him. They were like, I found the car crashes in Ferrari, Ferrari. to be like... I forgot how he described it, but it was very belittling and very insulting his opinion on like something about the movie Adam Driver was being interviewed for by the press. And Adam Driver just responds with, he's like, what do you think about that? And he's just like, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. And, just, and it just moves on. I, and it's so awesome. It makes me love him 20 times more because definitely. I have had to see, as someone that goes to the movies all the time, I have had to see the Ferrari trailer many times. And I'm sorry, a car movie, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> a racy, I can't care. And I understand some people care very much, and I think that's great for them. It is just not me. And every time I'm like, Adam Driver, this, yeah, I am Ferrari. And I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure he's great in it. I'm not saying that he's not great in it. Adam Driver's an amazing actor. But I can't care about a car movie. Me neither. Right. If there's a fast car in it, put me to sleep. Put me to sleep. Y'all weren't y'all weren't Days of Thunder. Y'all weren't about that Days of Thunder life back in the day. No. 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 Oh, I liked man. what is Tom it? The Cruise. love bug. You know the bug that came to life yeah, from that yeah, one. Volkswagen. Sure. The, yeah, Volkswagen yeah, the Volkswagen bug. That one was kind of cute. Good God. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I got. I'm I got glad a little I bit. came clean. Yeah. <laughs> I'll enjoy a Fast or a Furious. You know, but it's not. I, I love Fast and the Furious, but yeah. that's. That's a different, well, that's, that's different, about family. Yeah, yeah. Barely that's, about I mean, cars. that's family right. and Corona. Yeah. That's, that's about going that's to different. outer space at this point. I mean, it's not oh even. Oh my God. I think that was in the ninth one. God, I love Fast and the Furious. So good. That's not a car movie. That's a family. Yeah, that's the well, gateway there, to the car movie. Yes. There's a link to a video of Adam Driver on the red carpet with two Ferrari co-stars. And you hear him. He asks, you want to hear my favorite joke? I think one of the co-stars goes like, oh no, I think I've heard this one before. Like he's just like torturing her with this joke. It goes as follows. How do you get a dog to stop humping your leg? Pick him up and suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's just over He's it, over dude. It. I love it. And then there's that whole, we'll talk about the lefters, that whole insulting interview about his looks, which, which we'll talk about. I do about, wonder but, yeah. if part of him was like, Man, I hope that this strike lasts through the Ferrari bullshit I oh, gotta I do. I bet there were a lot of people who hoped the strike would last through whatever press they were having to do and then like immediately be, you know, worked out because it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is one annoying. of the most appealing things about Adam Driver. Like I like him and I have come around to actually thirsting for him, which I didn't at first. Yeah. But like but his like distaste for it all is one of the sexiest things about him. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see? Well, yeah, I can see. Oh, welcome back. Oh. Well, wow. I'm looking at you guys and I it's I'm liking what I'm seeing. That is you're you're wonderful. You're beautiful. Yeah, you're be too beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful Jackie and MJ. Thank you, Mr. Holland's Opus. There you go. And I'm yeah, the spirit. We are you get into the spirit, put on Mr. Gone. Holland's Opus. Speaking of another Yo, don't what MJ, MJ? you want me to burst into tears? You're not allowed to sing it until your heart gets filled with it. Yeah. Wow. 
It needs to be filled with it. And that's going to be filled on December 18th, Monday, December 18th. It's next Monday. Come hang out with us on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Jack That Worm on Instagram because I put some shit up sometimes. Oh, my God. I just recently put up this. Someone put, tagged me in. Muppet Christmas Carol bloopers that I had never seen before. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I've seen some before, but I hadn't seen these. So, you know, that's why you should follow me on Instagram. You get these kind of good ducats. Love it. Holden. Check us out. We've got, first of all, page seven podcast at gmail.com. Those conspiracy theories, so helpful. Appreciate everything you guys send over to me. Uh, check me out, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. I mean, it was already brought up. I think I'm going to be doing, I'm looking at doing like a 12-hour stream on Monday that ends, that culminates with the Muppet Christmas watch along. So it's going to be a big-ass day. Check us out on that. And every Friday with Jackie over on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Got to pump the Patreon hard, man. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. It's the way, it's the reason for the season, dude. <laughs> and tis the damn season. So you need to get over there. $5. Also, yes. $5 a month. You get so much bonus stuff. Jackie's book, Readings oh, the Leftovers, to keep. Uh, which we do right after the show. We have a ton of articles to talk about, actually, that we didn't cover in the show proper. So, uh, yeah, that's all happening over there on Patreon. Uh, so join us. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. I think that's it for me. MJ? My name is MJ, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. And actually, MJ, you've got something to push, too, because on Friday, December 22nd, and Friday, December 29th, Ninth, MJ is going to be joining me for jacking with the MJs yes. over on twitch.tv forward slash oh no it's Jackie so December 22nd December 29th MJ and I are going to be spinning some tunes hanging out coming out with us at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time yes hell yeah uh, tis the damn tis the season. season oh how many times am I going to make you listen to when love is gone how <laughs> many times as many times it takes to break the curse yeah we've got yeah. to break the curse this I'll year. work on it. I, I understand that my heart is, you know, could use a few tweaks. Let's, <laughs> it let's, could be fuller. Let's bust it open. Yeah. <laughs> let's bust it. And let's sing the shout out song. Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on. We're, We're going to read them to you. Come on. Oh, I was just sitting here singing the shout out song in my head. And then what popped in there? It's time for the Riverdale Roundup. I'm going to kiss them all. But Jackie, that show is dead. It's dead. And we're here to talk about the living. And by the living, I mean the shout outs. Thank you guys so much for sending in your shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. I love to hear from you. I love hearing about your love. I love hearing about your successes. I love hearing about your trials and tribulations. I love you guys so much. And you can send in your own shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. Or heck, send in whatever you'd like. We'd love to read it. And maybe you'll be connected like Jay did in their shout out, maybe something we say is going to be like, you know what? It's time for me to send in a shout out. Jay says, I've been wanting to write in for a little while, but was too shy. I knew I had to, though, when I heard you guys shout out our ridiculous hockey team, the Ottawa Senators. I honestly don't know why they're named that. Their logo is like an ancient Roman warrior. I could probably look up the origin, but I prefer the mystery. So do I, Jay. My partner, a bit of a hockey fan, insisted that I mention that Washington, D.C 
NBC's NHL team is the Washington Capitals, so Canada isn't the only place with Boro Snoro team names. Anywho... I just wanted to shout out me. Hell yeah, you did, Jay. Feels weird, but I am very proud of where I'm at. I've gone from an exceedingly anxious kid and young adult who was so all-consumed with other people's opinions that she didn't know herself at all to a grown-ass weirdo with a circle of beautiful, equally weird friends, a loving and supportive partner, and a PhD. I'm finally getting to know myself and really liking who that person is is. I'm still a work in progress and still working on the self-confidence and dealing with my anxiety, but I'm getting better every day. Just wanted to thank you guys for all that you do in creating such a safe and positive space. Please send my love to MJ and a big whatever to Holden. JK, you can have some love too. Listening to your podcast got me through some long days in the lab during my PhD. Oh my God, I hope that we get to see you someday, Jay. We'll come to Ottawa, baby. And thank you so much for sending in a self-shout out. I know it's difficult to do, but I'm fucking proud of you, dude. Thank you. Moving on, it's time for Tracy's shout out. This goes out to Tracy. Well, not to Tracy, from Tracy. Tracy says, I must give a shout out to my dear friend, Becca. We've spent many years listening and reviewing podcasts together, but only recently discovered we've both been Page 7 listeners for years and immediately fell more in love with each other. Becca is a hottie, as shown in the attached picture, which she is, respectfully. The blonde angel in the green flannel. Yes, we got matching flannel jackets on vacation. She creates amazing garden designs and art, knows how to have a good time, carefully chooses who she spends her precious time with, I'm lucky to be one of them, and is vulnerable in growing herself to find what feels best in her life. She is supportive of her family and is a true friend. If Page 7 goes on tour again, we will be front row fangirling together. Yes, there's no other person I'd want to accidentally hike into a meadow of poison oak with. And to Page 7, thanks for always keeping pop culture hilarious, relevant, sometimes serious, and just a good drive to work listen. Love, Tracy. Sending you so much love, Tracy. Thank you so much. And I love your friendship and I love your love of Becca. I love Becca too. Send you both a million million kisses. Now this next one isn't so much a shout out as it is, I guess it is a, it's a movie shout out. This comes in from Paige. In light of the upcoming Muppets Christmas Carol watch along December 18th, I beg, no, I implore you for your take on Muppets Treasure Island. As a longtime stan of anything piratey, Muppets Treasure Island is one of my faves, and I could easily recite it line for line. It's got Tim Curry, yes it does, Jim Hawkins, major crush alert for me, and we've got Cabin Fever! In my opinion, one of the three best Muppet movies, and I would love to hear your notes on this 1996 gem of a flick. Regards, and in the words of Toyny Team, go bless us, everyone. Um, P.S. Michael Caine's Ebenezer is his best performance, and that is the hill I will die on. I am right there on that hill with you, Paige, dead right next to you, and we're having a blast. You know what? Just straight up from me, love M uh, Muppets Treasure Island, and I was terrified. I had to pause because I had to look it up. Blind Pew. Blind Pew in it 
to me was the scariest Muppet of all time. This was at a time, this is 1996. You know, this is like, I'm already, like I've already seen it. But Blind Pew scared me so much and I always thought that he was going to come to my home. So Muppets Treasure Island was never on the top of my Muppets list, but I watched it not that long ago. Oh my God, and I loved it. And you are completely correct, Paige. Please, everybody, watch Muppets Treasure Island. But of course, come watch Muppets Christmas carol with us too but we've got cabin fever is um i I mean i'm probably just called cabin fever but that song is unbelievable and what about billy bones um all right yes i'll watch again man muppets just so damn good but that's i'm sorry i've got other shout outs to do i will jump back in what am i doing jackie's book club right now Last but not least, we have a love shout out coming in from Kristen. Kristen says, I'd love to give a special 34th birthday shout out to my godsend of a boyfriend. His name is Bobby May. His birthday is on 12-12. So synchronistic for this wizard of a man. Bobby has not missed any of the page seven episodes in the last several years. He often sings to me a la Jackie and shares jokes from each episode, making me feel better when I experience depression symptoms. Bobby has created his own DJ business and in this brings the fun of vinyl records and positive energy to any venue he is present at, touching lives of families, spinning weddings, and sometimes even funerals. I just wanted to say that I'm so proud of my booby, my bojo, my Tommy pancakes, my Bobby May, and I love him so so dearly. I hope this wish makes it to him via the page seven team. Happiest birthday, my sweet king. Oh my God. I love this love. And I, oh, so much love to you, Bobby May. Hell yeah. Please. I'd love to find out. I'd, I'd love to push you. Where do you DJ? We got to know where you DJ at, because it sounds like I love that you're bringing vinyl and positive energy all over the place. Oh, I hope that your life is filled with magic. Happiest of birthdays to you, baby, to you both. And oh my God, Kristen loves you so much. You best hold on to that bitch. Yeah, I said bitch, but in a beautiful way. I love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending in your shout outs. I also, quick sidebar shout out to Alexa, who said that Cassian should be played by Roman Reigns, the WWE wrestler. And um, I've not heard of this person before, but... Hachimachi, if you're a fan of Akatar and also uh, want to look up the picture of Roman Reigns, ha, I agree with you. He should play Cassian. I would watch any tape that he was in. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining me on the shout outs, and I'll be back next week. I love you so much. Be good to yourself, be good to others. We'll get through this holiday season. Love you. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer... Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
powers are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.